I know what you're thinking. Only one episode after saying you'd be getting new podcasts dropping every Tuesday, I have taken over two weeks to get this one to you. That is what you get from listening to one of the most unreliable podcasts on the internet. Maybe I should make less promises from now on. But whether it is regular or not, one thing that you can be certain of is that all the triathlon news you need to know is right here on Try Me A River. It is an absolute treat to have your company. My name is Stephen. If you haven't tuned in before, where exactly have you been? This is episode 25 of Try Me A River, the podcast where you will get the best concise snapshot of what's happening in the world of triathlon. When I get around to recording it, that is. I'd love to say that I'm late getting this episode out to you because I've been carrying out very noble activities in my free time, but that would be a lie. It is mostly down to the fact that I've been watching far too much of the Tour de France and hitting the town in London for a couple of gigs over the past week or so. I don't know what music all of you listen to, but I've been to see both Jack White and LCD Sound System in the past 10 days, and yikes, both were out of this world. The music I grew up with, loved it. I actually read a Runner's World article earlier this week saying that the song All My Friends by LCD Sound System might just be the perfect running song. One, because of the driving beat throughout the tune, but also two, because it is 7 minutes and 38 seconds long, which for a lot of people is a decent pace for running a mile during a training run. If you haven't heard the song before, maybe give that a try over the next week or so. Recommend it. I will throw a link to that article in the show notes too. Great, great song. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, please do. On Instagram, at trymeariver underscore pod, or Twitter, at trymeariver, or through good old-fashioned email using trymeariver at gmail.com. But enough of that. Time for some news. A couple of weekends ago, we were treated to the next race in the WCTS World Triathlon Series. This time, the athletes took to the start line in Montreal, and it was for a Super Sprint Eliminator. Now, I will explain, but this is probably my favourite new concept introduced to the sport of triathlon in the past few years. It's confusing, but worth trying to get your head around, because it was unbelievable entertainment. I've had issues with some of the shorter, more audience-friendly formats that the likes of Super League Triathlon have dabbled in over the past couple of years, but I think that the World Triathlon Series have nailed it with this particular event. So, let me try and explain. As I said, it's called the Super Sprint Eliminator, and it's a brilliant sprint format, meaning no one can get away with just being a passenger. And in Montreal, this was the case, actually. There were some big-name casualties, including Belgium's Martin Van Riel, who was eliminated early in the men's event. Now, this is a guy who finished 6th and 4th at the last two Olympic Games. Probably another example of someone being a victim of their own success at longer-distance events over the past year. 
Martin won Ironman 70.3 Dubai earlier this year, and I guess that longer form training has left him slightly off the unique fast pace of super sprint racing. But that's the beauty of this format. You need to be an all-rounder to do well in WTCS this year. Anyhow, yes, sorry, I still haven't explained how the format works. So multiple races take place over the course of the weekend, with distances of 300 meter swim, 7.2 kilometer cycle, and a two kilometer run. Insanely short and punchy. In the first race, for both men and women, there were 30 triathletes in each race, and the last 10 over the finish line in each race were eliminated on each occasion. So frenetic races, lasting only 20 or 25 minutes each time. Brutal, and the pace was mad. Each athlete had to compete in at least four of these races over the weekend. So a lot of back and forth. But even just to be one of the 30 athletes on the start line, you had to do a qualifying race the day before. So in qualifying, two races with lots and lots of people involved. 10 people qualify from each of these two races, giving us 20 of our finalists. And then everyone else goes into one of the two repechage events, where an additional five from each race qualify to make up the final, final total of 30 athletes for the race proper. So 30 in total, that is 30 men, 30 women, make it through to race day itself. Then only 20 qualify to start race two, before being whittled down further to 10 for the final. So you can't just bide your time and save your energy for a later race. You have to be on it, on the ball in each and every eliminator race. Otherwise, you will get blown out the back and it's game over. In the end, the usual suspects came to the fore. They're the best in the world right now for a reason. In the men's event, the final 10-person race was won by Team GB's Alex Yee, very closely followed by Hayden Wilde in second and Leo Berger in third. This leaves the overall standings in the World Series having Berger in top spot, Wilde in second, and another Frenchman, Pierre Lacour, in third. But plenty of time for the likes of Yi to climb onto that podium and do more damage. Alex is one of the best athletic talents I think our country has had in years. We need to appreciate him while we have him. He is the successor to the Brownlee brothers. You just love to see it. So hopefully more big wins for him coming up soon. In the women's race, it was British success once again for the superb Georgia Taylor-Brown, followed in second place by Cassandra Beaugrand of France and Beth Potter, another one of our homegrown talents and an exceptional runner, came over the line in third. And it's those three who make up the overall series podium, only in a slightly different order, with GTB top, Beth Potter in second and Beaugrand currently in bronze medal position. The cream are rising to the top in both the men's and women's events. It is going to be an exciting season. And yeah, in my opinion, the Super Sprint Eliminator has to stay. Great racing, so entertaining and very, very good for the future of triathlon as a spectator sport. If any organisers are listening, keep it up. I enjoyed that one. As for our fantastic para-triathletes, they will be taking over Montreal themselves tomorrow. That is Friday the 8th of July to take part in the World Triathlon Para Series. So I'll keep a very close eye on that and I will fill you in on all you need to know in our next episode. 
One other bit of triathlon news to fill you in on before I move on to something slightly more trivial is that Challenge Roth took place last Sunday. If you haven't heard of it, it is often described as one of the most popular races on the planet. It sells out extremely fast every year and has a lot of history with the likes of Chrissy Wellington setting multiple world records there over the years. And you've got the famous Solarerberg or Solar Hill in English, which is one part of the bike course at Roth that is always heaving with spectators, about 10 or more people deep on either side, the whole way up the hill. And lots of people talk about how incredible an experience that climb is on the bike. So one of the most famous races in the sport. And last weekend, the biggest names in long form racing took to the start line including the man many refer to as the greatest. And I think they're probably right to call him that. Jan Fredino, Olympic champion in 2008, three-time Ironman world champion, two-time half Ironman world champion, 40 years old and still the best in the business. And it was looking so good for him as well. He was leading at Roth after the swim and the bike and looked odds on to bring it home in the run. But only three kilometres into that run, he pulled up, pointing to his Achilles, and decided not to take any further risks and dropped out. Which was a shame, but I imagine that that was done by Jan with one eye on the Ironman World Championships later this year. In the end, in the men's race, the Danish athlete Magnus Ditlev came home first, ahead of Patrick Lange and Reinaldo Colucci. And in the women's race, Annie Haug from Germany dominated to take the win, with the brilliant British athlete Fenella Langridge in second and Judith Corican in third. Definitely a race I would like to do at least once in the future myself. And finally, Glastonbury Music Festival has been and gone. Kendrick Lamar and Paul McCartney were the headlines on stage, but off stage there was a lot of chat on social media about people running at Glastonbury. And as a result of this obscene fitness and well-being behaviour that was on display, these runners ended up taking a bit of flack on social media. Like, I've got into the habit of running wherever I am. If I go on a short weekend break these days, I always bring my running shoes. Is it because I like seeing new places? I like to think it is, at least in part. Or is it just so I can show off with some exotic photos on Strava? Well, There may be an element of that lurking there too. By the way, the new video function has just landed on Strava. Dangerous rabbit hole for me to fall down, but it is a game changer. Trust me. Anyhow, back to the story. Comedian Spencer Jones on Twitter started the fireworks by tweeting, There are people out for their morning jog at Glastonbury Festival. Jogging at a festival. They're not high, late, lost, running away from invisible monsters, They are jogging at Glastonbury. And then he finished his tweet by putting the hashtag, hashtag Waitrose, suggesting that Glastow has become so middle class that all the Waitrose shoppers have turned up to the festival and gone for a run in the morning instead of nursing a hangover. Come on. What happened to Glastow's origins of people being able to do whatever they want? There was a funny video from the great Twitter account Running Punks, which had a go at all the Twitter anger against the runners. And here's a bit of it for you. Oh, I don't feel too good. 
Hey guys, all right, how's it going? <laughs> look at it. Look at Glastonbury. Look at all these people free to be who they want. No judgment at all. Look, you got, look at that, someone on a unicycle, a tightrope walker, someone in drag. What the, f what? Are those people jogging? People jogging on the festival. They, they're not even high or anything. Oh my, that's disgusting. That's the most middle class thing I've ever seen. So middle class, like that, um, the park run. Have you seen the park run every Saturday where a bunch of Tories get together to kick dogs and throw used condoms in the woods? Oh, I tell you what, I gotta go back to my Laura Ashley TP. I gotta put this onto it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, halloumi fries and a flat white. Yeah, flat white with oat milk. Nice one, mate. No plastic lid. No, no, no. All right, cool. Fucking run those a glass to me. Oh my god, terrible. My advice: run wherever you can, wherever you are, and remember always, always record it on Strava. Otherwise, it didn't happen. That's all for this time. I'll be back soon. Might be in a week, might be two. It won't be long though. I am an unpredictable creature. But sure, that keeps it fun. Get in touch. I love hearing your chat. At River underscore pod on Insta. At River on Twitter. Or River at gmail.com on email. Do it. Until next time, behave yourselves and we will catch up soon. <laughs>